Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hi, everybody. How are you? Ah, Note to self, Jamie. Keep the talent to your guests, okay? All right. Thank you. Now, hello, everybody. This is Jamie Rodriguez. I am your host of this and every episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, super, super happy with today's guest. So much talent. Oh, my God. And so much cool. The songwriting is bar none. Ladies and gentlemen, Ivan and Alyosha. Ivan and Alyosha are a Seattle-based folk pop indie rock band. Uh, Hard to pin down, but they're just really outstanding. That's all you got to know. They were formed in 2007 by Tim Wilson, who's our guest today, and Ryan Carvari. And uh, my God, they're releasing their new EP on October 23rd. And boy, is it a doozy. One of the songs, Whiskey and Wine, is one of the best song-written songs of the year, easily. And, surprise, we're going to have the performance on the show. So we welcome Tim. We talk a lot about really great stuff. Um, we sh- we recorded this the day Eddie Van Halen died, and Tim didn't know about it. So his uh, reaction, instant reaction to it, is is pretty breathtaking. And we talk about you know record stores, the new streaming era, and a lot of uh, new topics. Really cool conversation with Tim. So thank you so much. Uh, for more, IvanAndAlyosha.com. Now. Uh, We're trying something new this episode, guys. We are um, testing a new feature that Spotify has. So if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, we are going to try to put Ivan and Alyosha's new single, Whiskey and Wine, in the episode. Because now, apparently, we can do this. So, you know, it's the first time we do it. So, you know, bear with us as, as as we perfect it in future episodes. But, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is Tim Wilson of Ivan and Alyosha on the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. Tim Wilson. Hello. Oh, sorry. Okay, I just got audio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how's it going? Good. You can hear me? You can see me well? Yeah. How's it going? That's great. Good, Tim. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Where are you at? Miami, South Florida. South Florida. Awesome. Which you now that now that you mention it, you know, I have to put my formal complaint about lack of uh, of, of touring on the southeastern uh, corner <laughs> of the country. <laughs> okay, well, I I'll go anywhere at this point. <laughs> Absolutely, I hear you, man. I hear but yeah, you. we've never we've never made it to Miami for some dumb reason. We've played all all sorts of random places down south, but never Miami for some yeah. reason. Yeah, well, it's it's harder sometimes for uh, touring productions to just come down here because there's, you know, two markets: Orlando, Tampa, and Miami, kind of thing. So, so the numbers sometimes don't make sense. You know, it's it's the name of the game. Yeah, but Absol- someday, someday, someday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or, or but, some absolutely, but let me introduce you to my audience real quick, Tim. So Tim Wilson is is the lead singer. Uh, and um, guitar player for uh, Ivan and Alyosha, fantastic band, man. I got to tell you, you, by the way, your self-titled uh, album comes out soon, October 23rd. Um, your new song, Whiskey and Wine. Oh, my God, Tim, 
It's been on repeat nonstop. What a great jewel of a song, gotta tell you. Um, massive congratulations, man. You know, great you. harmonies from Brandy Carlisle. We'll cover that. Just beautiful stuff. Um, I, I, gotta, I, I gotta tell you, Tim, I've always loved you guys ever since I saw you about nine years ago on that NPR Tiny Desks thing. Oh, you yeah. Perform, yeah, you performed, I think, Beautiful Eye, Easy to Love, and I Was Born to Love Her. And it blew me wow. the fuck away, man. It blew me <laughs> the fuck away. You know, I mean, for anyone in my audience that wants to see it, the video is on YouTube, basically. Um, but, you know, I was out of college. I was still in radio here in Miami, Top 40. And I remember saying, like, why, why, the, why the fuck am I playing the shit that we're playing when I want to be playing this? You know? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Glad to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much and appreciate, I mean, either you've got a great memory or, I mean, I appreciate the fact that you're a fan of the band. Sometimes like we'll do stuff like this and people, they're like, and we're joined by Ivan and how do you pronounce that? So, oh, no, so I, I appreciate you being a, being a fan of the music and keeping up with us over the years and appreciate it man no dude thank you for you know you've had a really nice career you've put some really nice stuff we'll talk about it um but i I feel like before we get started tim uh, you know i feel like it you know we're recording this on the day that uh eddie van halen passed away so oh he passed away today today you hadn't heard i'm breaking the news oh oh man oh my god i'm so sorry to tell you yeah yeah apparently his uh eddie van halen passed away today Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was at lunch and then came back and uh, jumped on here. I did not know that. That's crazy. That's sad yes. to hear. Yes. So, so, of course, you know, anyone that grew up in the 80s, you know, uh, you remember him. So, just, just wanted oh, to, yeah. what, what's your gut, uh, what's your first thought right now when you talk to Eddie Van Halen? Dude, I mean, okay, well, here's where my head goes. Um, I think... As a, so I was born in 81, and I think some of the first stuff that I came up on and maybe the stuff that my, my family was into, I had older cousins who were, like, in, way into Michael Jackson. And, of course, like, that solo that Eddie Van Halen rips yeah. on Beat It. Yeah. And now, you know, now my boys are getting into music that we all grew up on or whatever. Um, so I guess that's where my head goes uh, immediately for Eddie Van Halen, but just such a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a massive talent and influence to so many, but I, I had, I had, I had no idea what, what, what was the. Um, apparently it was, he had throat cancer, apparently throat cancer. Yeah. Yeah. He was young. young. Yeah. Man. But yeah, that's that's awful news. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to break it to you. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, apologies. But but that's a great memory. Yeah, and he he did that take for uh, for uh, beat it in one take apparently, as uh, as the lore goes. He just blasted that thing, and he didn't want any money for it. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh! That's, so there you go. That's incredible on multiple levels. It is, it is. Isn't it weird though to get? It's weird to get older and to, you know, you think these folks will never die, you know? Yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> even get me immortal. started, man. But as yeah. we get older, it's like, you know, it, it is, um, it is 
a certain thing for all of us. Yeah. So, and, um, not immune, you know, rock stars and the giants among us are not immune to it. So that's crazy to hear, man. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, man. It sucks. Uh, but yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. I think, um, Tom Petty, when he, Tom Petty's the one that like, it felt like a family member to me. And that's when I really had that. Holy shit. What's happening moment, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But anyway, let, let's get on with uh, Ivan and Alyosha because lots of good stuff to get into there, uh, Tim. You guys have been quite productive this year, I got to tell you. Uh, really productive. You know, Laver On was such a great EP in early May. Um, and now you release Whiskey and Wine, of course, getting ready for the new album. So I just wanted to ask you, was it always planned to be this prolific this year? Or was it like an audible that you guys pulled in like March when, when everything happened with COVID? That is a good question. I, you know, um, so in a practical sense, like starting from, let's go back a couple of years when we, we've pretty much been done with the 12 songs that have kind of been in the can pretty much for a couple of years, we've been done with the whole record, but then we, we needed a, a label home for the record. We've, uh, network stepped up and said they were excited about it and um, we felt really good about jumping in with them yeah um, and then from there they kind of lay out their process which was diff is different than how we've done things in the past like with the indie labels we've been with before the idea is you set a release date five eight months out and you release all 12 songs at once yeah. This time around, the it was a, a pretty different model, and we knew we were getting into that with Network, is that they really like to take their time, release a single here, uh, and then, it, or like, I think we did two singles EP, two singles mm -hmm. EP, and now there's another single that's out, and then full length, um, and then, I mean, this is another matter, but after the full length comes a six song holiday EP. So I think it's yeah. kind of a mix between like that. It's just kind of how network really laid it out early on. Yeah. Um, uh, and then when COVID hit and we knew that the timeline was going to get stretched, then yeah. we, then we went, all right, we're going to, we're going to record another single for the record. We're going to record a six song EP. Uh, of holiday music we're gonna do a collaboration with the seattle symphony so i think um covid has certainly pushed us like we would have been on the road probably this whole time rather than recording right other uh, other projects uh but to your question the the songs for the full length were pretty much in the can two years ago and then we've kind of been slowly rolling that out until here we are today and it, uh, about, you know, two or three weeks, the record comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Tim, because um, <laughs> the music industry, it's such a weird time, isn't it? Like, you know, it's Spotify now, it's TikTok. Uh, basically, if you use iTunes, you're an old, you're an old fuck, basically. It's like, what, it's like, it's like what just, it's a very weird time, you know, because of, and you just mentioned like the whole rollout strategy is different. It's a very splinter world, splintered uh, album world, I guess. Um, it is different to release an album 
than when we, you and I grew up, I guess. Uh, do you wish it was like when we grew up, when like someone like Van Halen would release an album or like Ivan and Alyosha are releasing their fucking album and everyone lined up in Tower Records? Do you kind of like reminisce oh, about that? You know, I, I do. I, I mean, the posters behind you, the frame posters of you, of you too, remind me that like when How, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb came out, I went to, well, I believe it was, it was either Tower Records or maybe it was Easy Street here, which was is an indie uh, record store in Seattle. And you go at midnight and at 12.01, they let you in the store and you get, you know, the the box set. And um, and this was, of course, this was, uh, this was pre-vinyl being hip again too. So it's, everything was on CD. Right. So I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little old school. I'm ha I'd be happy to admit that. I think if people, if people can thrive in this new environment, um, and I, I think each artist has to figure out how they thrive in, in, in this new kind of digital environment. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a, bad thing it's just it's it changes and it is changing quite a bit for example i mean in 2015 it was like an act it was a question of whether we were going to put our music on spotify like yeah whether we were going to put our new record on spotify to stream so even just five years ago we're still uh i mean streaming wasn't as massive as it is now mm -hmm. um and certainly the first couple records we released it was uh i mean you're at a show uh open it, hopefully you're in a in front of a room full of people and you're selling 40 50 60 70 80 100 records a night um to a crowd that is uh that buys physical product buys music right. um, and everything's changed to um you know, the digital consumption, certainly. But all that being said, I think we've all got to figure out how to adapt to a modern climate. And at the same time, I think, I think a, a, a well-crafted, um, meaningful record with great songs, 12 songs, whatever, a double disc with double the material. I don't know. Like, I think it still matters. And I think there's artists that are still participating in that model and i would just maybe say you know the brandy carlisle's the chris stapleton yeah. um sure. who else who else is great those are mine <laughs> ray lamont yeah, yeah. Like, margot price um, there's a lot of people doing cool stuff yeah. like that absolutely absolutely so I, I think you. there's a way forward but there's also uh you know there's a um, and the, and the way forward maybe is the way back to how I hear music was released, like in the fifties and sixties, a lot of singles coming out. It was, wasn't necessarily about the record as much as it was the single. Um, but, but people would put out music quite a bit more often. Whereas if you're going right. to put out a full record, maybe it comes out every two, three, four years, whatever. So I think, yeah, if people choose to embrace the model fully, like, um, 
I think that's amazing. And I think if people take five years to record a full length record and really have a statement to make, and it's this well-crafted piece of art with amazing songs, like that's rad too. Maybe it's, maybe it's not a one size fits all, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, absolutely, Tim. That makes that makes perfect sense. You know, it's very customizable. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, you're you're a family guy now, and um, you know, so much has been done at home this year. So I wanted to ask you about. You know, recently you were shooting the the video for for whiskey and wine, and yeah, yeah. Um, I saw you guys. You know, you guys were like in close proximity in a room, and, and, and that whole Corona thing is like super like personal now. So I wanted to ask you like. Um, you know, if like during the shoot, like how strict have you been with that? If like, a, were you guys like in the same house and if someone, was someone like allowed to leave? Like, were you guys like in a, in a compound and no one was allowed to leave or like, is there flexibility? How, how has that worked out? I mean, maybe like, I mean, it's crazy to think that this has been going on for six months or so. It's insane. I, I think early on, uh, we really like shut it down, you know, we didn't <laughs> record, we didn't rehearse, um, we didn't get together. And I think as we maybe, as the months have gone on, um, we've maybe, we've uh, tried to be together in a safe way um but also try i mean try to understand what what's going on and what is safe and um i i would say again early on we did nothing and then right. i felt like at some point we made a decision like we the five of us will be together uh, yeah. there's been times um there's been times where somebody's feeling some cold sy symptoms or some fatigue or something and they and we call everything off and mm -hmm. guys have gotten tested and comes back negative and we say okay we'll see you in a week and a half or whatever um so there's been there's been a few things where it's like hey i'm not i'm not feeling super hot let's not get together and and there's been even things in our families or somebody travels and they come back and they go hey two weeks i'm out of commission right. so Sure. There's, there's stuff like that. Uh, so there, there's a part of it that we, we've been together and then there's some, maybe the calls we've had to make to go, you know what, for the safety of y'all, for the safety of our families, like let's push the pause button for a couple of weeks and make sure everybody's healthy. So. Absolutely, man. This is really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm totally digging in here because it's, it's just a fascinating chat that uh, you're, you're, you're giving us with. And like, okay, you're a fantastic songwriter. It's like one, it's, you're like truly A plus, man. So I, I got to tell you, like when something like this happens, someone's out of like, okay, see you in two weeks or something like that. Is it something like, okay, like what's the process? Like, like you write down a song and you get on Zoom with the other guys and you get on with like Ryan and, and, and Pete and send them over the lyrics and they build on each other through online or how is that working? <clears throat> I mean, funny enough, I, that sounds like a better idea than what we actually do. <laughs> <laughs> In, interestingly enough, and it's actually been a topic of conversation lately that like maybe whatever project we do next the three of us who write in the van, like actually getting together and writing together would be something that is 
would be unique for us um, because usually what happens now is like Pete's pretty prolific. Ryan is as well. And my writing process, each of us have a different process. Um, my process is like, it sticks in my head for six months and one day I can't take it anymore and I write it down and whatever, mm. bang out a, a bunch of ideas. And then what we usually do is the three of us will come together and we'll start showing each other songs and go, what about this? What about this? What about this? And in that process, in that moment, it's, it's exactly what happened with this latest record is we got together or we'd get together and we'd just start listening to songs. And basically, we'd get excited about a song like Everybody Breaks or a song like Whiskey and Wine or Labor On. Like it was, it's always pretty apparent, like the songs that rise to the top, it's the ones that were sitting around a fireplace just going like, oh my gosh, what a gorgeous tune. Like we have to record that song. So I would say the, the process is weird and dysfunctional. And <laughs> but I think once we're committed to you know recording and interpreting that song like um that's the most exciting thing is like this yeah. to come to the realization this is a great song we have to record it you know um yeah. that's and once it's done it's always like uh you know it's like the shoulda coulda woulda you know yeah like you always hear it for what it's not really many times many times you hear it for what it's not yeah. rather than what it is um, but I would say the most exciting part of it is like the creation aspect of it is that you get to be a part of like something out of nothing, so to Absolutely. speak. So. Absolutely. Well, and especially your songwriting is like building stories, right? Like whiskey and wine, you're building this character, very dark, you know, in very like surreal waters and, and you make it feel like, like we know him. It's very strong, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and I, I will say too about whiskey and wine. Just I would love to take credit for that song, but my brother Pete wrote that song. Okay. And good job, um, Pete. <laughs> we always joke around. Pete writes all the good ones, but but he's a <laughs> he's a hell of a songwriter. That kid, and I'm always happy to take his amazing songs and sing them. <laughs> That's great, Tim. That's great. Let me ask you about the engineering on the new album because uh, you guys uh, had um like an all-stars of engineers, but, um, you know, you guys, Michael Brewer, who's with Coldplay, you mentioned you two, you had uh, Brian Cook, Ryan Hugh with the Avid brothers. Um, yeah. I was just curious. I was just curious, like, about the mixture of engineers. It's, um, t you know, for those of us that are not in the studio, is it like having different producers that each one kind of brings their own style kind of thing? Or is it more like the same process? Like, like tell us a little bit about, about that mixture of engineers. <sighs> Yeah, I guess the, the, the word that comes to mind and a word that um, our friend Jesse Lauder, who's an amazing, amazing mixed, mixing audio engineer, uses right. a lot is like tone. Mm. Like sonically, each of those guys kind of is able to capture something or bring out something tonally that um uh that always kind of like 
pushes it over the edge, you know, for us at least. And so with, I mean, first of all, it's amazing to get like a guy like Michael Brower to send him a couple songs and say, Hey, what do you think? Will you, will you, would you consider mixing these? And they're like, Hey, this is great. Love it. Let's do it. Um, and Brian Cook, who we've worked with a bunch, um, he always does such an incredible job. And I would say Brian in particular is always so good at the back and forth with us and really like hearing thoughts and notes. And he's mm. really like collaborative in the process where interesting others, you know, maybe you'll get a couple of revisions and that's it. And the mm-hmm. process is pretty, and there's probably a, an assistant engineer who's doing the communication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But so, but Brian is like really hands-on. Ryan Hewitt was the same way. But I think for th- with these guys, it's like, man, we knew we wanted to like record the record kind of on our own terms without like a traditional producer situation. Right. But we knew we wanted to really invest in the mixing process. Um, and I think once we were done tracking, then it was like, um, then we kind of just, we started asking the guys that we are huge fans of. Even, uh, I mean, a couple guys as, as well as like Michael Brower, Brian Cook, Ryan Hewitt, um, Joe Ciccarelli mixed a song for us who's just kind of a legend and, uh, uh, but uh, just a killer. Um, uh mix mixer producer and our and again our buddy jesse lauder who mixed our first record all the times we had um so to work with all of these guys and for them to kind of take the mess and like really make sense of it and really bring it to life yeah um and i think at the time again making the decision like this is the investment we're going to make this is what we're going to spend our money on um it it really i think again like they bring like a sonic tone that maybe we weren't fully capable of capturing on sure. our own you know yeah absolutely that's very well so. explained for those of us non not in the studio man absolutely <laughs> you've been so generous with your time tim um do you have do you, uh, there's a rumor that you may perform a song for us is that is that an accurate rumor it's on uh, the interwebs that is, that is an accurate rumor let's do it i would love to Let's do it, man. Thank, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Dude, great. Great. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I appreciate, again, I appreciate, like, the fact that you, you know your stuff, and it's always great to, like, talk music. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, it's, uh, but, and, and, and again, too, like, you know your stuff. You, <laughs> you're a music lover. Like, uh, that's, unfortunately... That can be rare. <laughs> I appreciate that, Tim. I appreciate that. Now, well, I mean, th- that, that's what we're about. Uh, we're about, you know, sometimes we'll talk to legends like John Oates. And yesterday we talked to Judy Collins. And sometimes we talk to bands that everyone has to know, like Ivan and Alyosha. That's just, that's what we do, man. That's what we love to do. So thanks. Thanks for, for your time, Tim. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, what, what are we singing? Let's, how about we do whiskey and wine? 
Perfect, perfect. And, and just let me give my audience a quick backdrop about it. It's a, yeah. you created this character that is uh, having a hard time with alcoholism. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a brutal song, but like there's, it's a, I, and yeah. And maybe this could be, um, we're guilty of this in a lot of the stuff that we write there there can be those darker moments but certainly like there's the light at the end of the tunnel moments and some tongue-in-cheek but i think it's a it's a it's a universal idea of like you know we each have things that we turn to and latch on to when things get dark or when things yeah. get hard timely uh, and I think, yeah, and so the question is what, you know, what do we turn to? And, and, and within that kind of story of self-destruction and redemption, there's like a love story in the midst of the song too. Yeah, so. yeah. Right, perfect. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, here we go, Whiskey and Wine. And like you said, Brandy Carlisle and the twin, twins, yes. uh, Tim and Phil Hansroth sing background on it. Yeah. Um, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Brandy, but she's amazing. She's a spectacular. You've seen her rise. You guys are best buddies. Oh, and uh, <laughs> great, man. But yeah, your new album, October 23rd, and this song's going to be in it. Awesome. Dude, thanks so much. Here we go. Whiskey and wine. Woke up in the morning. Without you by my side, trying to remember why you said your goodbye. And my head was pounding as I walked through the door. I can't let you. Like the women before That whiskey and wine Gets me through the hardest of days I know it's not right I know it's not okay Those old hymns and rhymes yeah, they keep the potions away. Be patient, my darling, to the light of my day. Feels like I'm in the shadow of an unwritten song. Searching for the right. And where I went wrong Well, I've been thinking about heaven And I've been thinking about hell If my woman don't kill me Lord, might as well That whiskey Gets me through the hardest days. 
know it's not right. I know it's not okay. Those old hymns and rhymes, yeah, they keep the functions away. Be patient, my darling, the light of my day. If I could persuade you, make my heart beat again, bring me up from the ashes, make me whole, my friend. I said, a man don't need rest, we can do without comfort. Nothing needs to be said, man. Spectacular. Oh, bring me up from the ashes. Every line. Spectacular, Tim. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having Appreciate me, man. It. Absolutely. Fantastic time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll see you on the road, whether here okay. or we'll catch you somewhere else. All right? Okay. Dude, all right, so Tim. Yeah. Absolutely. Take care. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.